Gary DePaul with Unlabeled Leadership. Welcome to episode 114, Matt Schlegel and Raising Self-Awareness. Here's a shout out to listeners in Slovenia and in North Carolina, Rockwell, Monroe, High Point, Hillsboro, and in Alabama, Odenville. With that, let's get started. Matt is the managing partner at Schlegel Cascade, where he and others focus on cost reduction. He's the principal of Schlegel Consulting, where he does consulting, coaching, and he works with teams in workshops and has a variety of virtual workshops, including team building workshop using the Enneagram, which you're going to hear a lot about today, team-based problem solving, team building, work team design, report building for staff, and then another one for sales, hiring, organizational culture. Wow. The bottom line, if you need help with your team, Matt is the person to contact. Oh, and one more thing. Matt is the author of Teamwork 9.0, which is designed to help propel teams to collaborate and perform amazingly. Part 1. From Individual Contributor to manager. Throughout this episode, Matt is going to talk about something called the Enneagram, which is a personality model that is uh, similar to Myers-Briggs and DISC, but it's different and Matt will explain why. Because we spend so much time talking about the Enneagram, I need to put a disclaimer out there. With any personality model, there's limited studies on validity and reliability. Because of that, I don't endorse any personality typologies, systems, or tests. But keep in mind, the study of personality, what people are like, and human individuality, it's worth exploring, especially when the study opens up possibilities for positive communication among groups of people. In this story, Matt explains how he came across the Enneagram, and he explains what the Enneagram is. Here's Matt with his story. I was a few years into my career. My manager at the time, he came up to me and said, hey, Matt, I want you to become a manager of a team. It took me by surprise. I was somewhat shocked because I considered myself a technology guy, not a people management guy. And as I said, are you sure you want me to do this? And he said, sure. Oh, yeah, you'll be fine. Well, I wasn't fine. I was worried. I started to study every book on team and leadership I could get my hands on just to try to understand what this world was that I was moving into. Along the way, I encountered a number of wonderful team tools, and one of them was this tool called the Enneagram. As an engineer, whenever I encounter a tool, you know, I want to try it out and test it. And if I can see where it works, see where it doesn't work, see what breaks. No matter how much I tested and poked and prodded this system called the Enneagram, I just found, wow, this is a very powerful tool to use both as a system for self-awareness and self-discovery, but also to understand the interpersonal dynamics between me and my teammates and also between my teammates. 
it just served as a, a wonderful platform on which to have meaningful discussions. It gave us a vocabulary to describe some of these dynamics that were going on that we don't often have words readily available to use to describe the dynamics. Just that one thing from my manager started me on a, a really fascinating lifelong journey. And having a language that you and your team can understand really makes a difference because it opens up new ways and new channels for communication. Exactly, exactly. It speaks so accurately and precisely to the dynamics that people were experiencing. People warmed up to the system because of that, because they really found that it was useful and it was helping them solve problems. Using this Enneagram tool, take a minute and just describe some of the positive results that happened because of it. Most people, when they come to the Enneagram, they come to it through their friends and family. It's often used as a personality tool. Your friends and family provide a nice, safe environment to have conversations that help you understand the tool, but also help you understand yourself and those around you. I did it with my family. I found that we were able to develop much deeper and more meaningful relationships, even with people that I've already known for you know my whole life, and help us understand each other in a way that we didn't appreciate before and help us not only resolve conflict, but actually avoid it in the first place. Because you could just, just see the path you're going down and then somebody can say, oh, you're being a type six again, Matt. <laughs> like, oh yeah, okay, okay, fair, time out. Let's, <laughs> let's avoid that. <laughs> I also can see that this is a tool that would actually help with not only just problem solving, but recognize when someone on your team needs help and they may not initially voice that. Right, exactly. And this is another aspect about the Enneagram that I really found fascinating, especially as an engineer, because, you know, engineers, we study the math of time. We are using mathematical models to predict how things will play out over time. Most of the personality systems that I'd had encountered up to the Enneagram were essentially snapshots in time and didn't really speak to how people can change day to day, minute to minute, year to year. And the Enneagram actually does. With some of those other systems, that hurts the validity of them because of the reliability aspect. If you're taking a snapshot in time, it may be different three weeks later, six weeks later, or even a year later. Exactly. There is a thing in the Enneagram called the path of integration and disintegration. Wow. I don't know if these are good words or not, but that's commonly what they're referred to. But what it does is it expresses even at from your core type, your starting point, if you move into stress or you move into security, how your behaviors change. Hmm. You go into the workplace and you see somebody who is acting a little off, you can actually understand from the Enneagram, oh, they've moved into that state of insecurity. And then that can precipitate a conversation. Is everything okay? Anything I can do to help? Everything going okay in your life? 
because you don't know what's causing it, anything could cause it. It's a great tool to help recognize when things aren't going well, as well as helping people move towards a place where they feel really good about what they're doing and they're kind of in that positive, highly contributing state. Part two, merging two distinct cultures. In my books, I talk about seven leadership principles and probably the most popular one, most cited one, is the second one, which is connecting with others. In this story, Matt shares with us how two groups of people come together and be able to connect using the Enneagram. Here's Matt to explain. As I started to use the Enneagram more and more, I got to this point where there's probably more to it than just what I am seeing. One of the things that I noticed about the Enneagram, if you look at it, it looks like a clock. It's a circle with nine numbers around it, nine at the top and then one around. And it does speak to that element of time that we were talking to previously. As I studied it more, I found out that the system is more than a personality system. It's actually a process. And that's why the types are numbers, because the dynamics associated with each of those numbers represents a dynamic in human problem solving. So the Enneagram is also a problem solving methodology. I started using the Enneagram as a problem solving tool with a cross-functional team of leaders at the company I was at at the time I was, I was discovering all this. It was Palm, if you remember Palm and the trio and Palm Pilot. So, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. We had recently gone through a merger. We had this team of leaders at the company from two different companies. The merger was between Palm and Handspring. And we were trying to figure out how to work together as one team. They had named the new company Palm One for a while because what they were really trying to do is bring these two companies together as one company. This was a great opportunity to use this tool as a leadership tool whereby this leadership team could come together and essentially invent how we wanted to work together. And I took the team through the process, step one, step two, step three, to encourage everybody to get involved in this initiative, I hosted a lunch at lunchtime and everybody came and ate lunch and then we would go into a discussion and I did, you know, essentially one step per week as we moved around that process. And at the end of the process, we had come up with, essentially we reinvented the product development process for the company defining roles and responsibilities of how we all wanted to work together. And we came up with these artifacts, you know, like one pager cheat sheets yeah. that everybody would carry around, you know, and refer to and say, okay, we're at this point. So yeah, they're going to do this and I do this. And things just started to move so well forward together. Some of the great leadership lessons that came out of that was one, there was no one leader. We all led. 
I just facilitated a conversation and it allowed each one of us to kind of, as we move through that problem solving process, to step up and contribute in the way that they really enjoyed contributing. It was one of the best leadership experiences that I've had. Having those artifacts along with the tool and the language and the process really is a fantastic way to not only I won't use the word culture because that's what it is, but what I'll say, I already used the word culture. What it does is it helps you develop norms of behaviors and that internalizes, that builds new assumptions that you guys work from so you can work better and more effectively. Yeah. That's exactly spot on because as you can imagine, the problem, you know, one of the problems was that there were two distinct cultures. It was the two companies that had merged, each brought their own culture to the table. And what we needed to do was essentially create a new culture from those two, taking the best from both. I think that's really what we accomplished in doing that by just sitting down at the table and working through this and creating how we wanted to work together. It wasn't imposed on us. We just did it ourselves. It became very robust, resilient and effective. You know, just avoided a lot of conflict and allowed us to work together very effectively. Part three. Building the Leadership Muscle One of the other leadership principles that I talk about in my books is called Develop Leadership Practices Continuously. Part of doing that is becoming more self-aware of who you are, what your strengths are, what your weaknesses are. Matt advises us on how we can strengthen our leadership muscle and the importance of self-awareness. Again, here's Matt. The best leaders tend to be the highly self-aware leaders. Ah. So these are leaders who have taken the time to really understand their own personal style, their own personal set of strengths and weaknesses, and have that kind of as a basis of understanding so that when you are now going out into you know your workplace and working with other team members you can start to appreciate that each team member is going to bring to the team their own distinct set of strengths and weaknesses the Enneagram is a great tool for understanding yourself and then starting to appreciate and understanding the other people on your team. And with that level of understanding, then you can learn to maybe tone down some of your approach when you're working with other people of different styles. By the way, when you're working with people of your same style, you can just be yourself. Birds of a feather flock together. Ah. You know, it's just things like click, click, click. If you're working with people with different styles, then you want to appreciate that they're coming from a different perspective. It's not necessarily your perspective. It's not wrong and it's actually very valuable and it's incumbent upon the self-aware leader to understand where that person's coming from and what they're trying to communicate from their point of view, from their perspective. In doing that, you actually end up becoming a better leader 
people on your team are going to love you because you are really listening to them in a profound way. It's through that appreciation of them and what they're bringing and really listening to that, you're going to develop a strong rapport with all of your teammates and you'll be able to accomplish anything with your team. There's something very subtle that you said at the beginning, which I think really needs to be brought out just to make it a little bit more explicit. And that is when you want to strengthen your leadership capabilities, you really need a strong awareness of yourself, your strengths and your weaknesses. That's part of it. But here's the other part that I found interesting what you were saying, and that is someone in a leadership position a way that that person can help other people is helping them understand their strengths and weaknesses and perspective and uniqueness. It's a way of helping them mature mentally and morally. Yes, exactly. That, that is such a great point. You're leading by example. Yes. If you can humbly say, hey, this is what I'm good at. This is what I'm not good at. It's why we're working together because you're bringing something to the party that is just not me. As you're going through that and demonstrating that self-awareness to your teammates, it sets an example. It sets an example of instilling a little bit of curiosity in them to want to do that as well you're starting to build those leadership muscles in them as well. We now know it's a, the Enneagram. It's a problem-solving process, and it's a personality system where there's one personality style that is highly tuned to be effective at each point in problem-solving. When I'm working with teams, I can pretty much identify you know, where people's starting points are, I can encourage them to step up at that point when they are going to be able to maximally contribute to the effort. And that makes them feel good too. It allows them to exercise their leadership muscles. So absolutely, yes. Yeah, I think this whole process allows everybody to grow as leaders. And there's something else that you were saying, and that is with this type of listening and raising awareness, people really feel valued and heard about who they are, what they represent, their perspective, their strengths and weaknesses, and that you as someone who's developing them really sincerely wants to understand who they are and the value that they bring. Yes, that's exactly right. I, I, I don't have anything to add to that because that's <laughs> so well said. When that happens, unlike maybe a team that doesn't do this, you're able and they're able to recognize, just like you're saying in the problem-solving nine-step process, when people can step up. Whereas if you had not done that and had not worked as a team to raise that awareness, then people may end up stereotyping team members and limiting their ability to contribute. Right, right. And, you know, and this is one of the pitfalls associated with any system. And some people, they are a little bit reluctant to approach these systems because they don't want to feel boxed in or ah. stereotyped. And that's a legitimate issue that I think, you know, you can have depending on the culture that you're operating in. 
the nice thing though, and I really try to bring this out in the book, is that your Enneagram style is essentially a starting point. Once you really understand your starting point, then it's much, much easier to branch out and access the other styles when you need to or want to. It's like being right-handed or left-handed. So I'm right-handed. I start with my right hand, but it doesn't mean I don't have a left hand. It doesn't mean I can't use my left hand. I play bass guitar. Guess what? I need both hands to do that. Yeah. You learn to work with both hands and allow them to contribute in the best way. And I think the Enneagram is the same way. You learn from your starting point how to access the other styles, and then you can help other people access all the other styles as well from whatever their starting point is. Thanks to Matt Schlegel. If you'd like to learn more about Matt, go to the show notes. And if you have a question or comment, go to unlabelleadership.com, click the message icon, and leave a voicemail message for up to one minute. I'd like to thank those who contribute to the show. Your contributions makes a difference because this is an all-volunteer service. I'd like to thank you for listening. This is Gary DePaul. Until next time, lead on.